Teddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. This is our podcast for Thursday, the 9th of February. And what a claim to fame Helen had. I know, that dog. Her dog was on my dog. A picture of a dog on the can of my dog for years. Doesn't she love talking about it? (laughs) She does. Now, how did your open letter go to the uh, treasurer? I thought it went brilliantly. Obviously, the treasurer hasn't got back to us. Well, he might have slept in today. Yeah. Because you know what? The way things are going, it does seem like he's sleeping in a fair bit. Two other news. Uh, Some Australians are very cranky, but there's also a university you can go to if you want to get into the world of acting, so to speak. (laughs) Special acting. (laughs) It's It's never been a course offered before. Yeah. I don't know whether I'd take part in it, but anyway, you may. And also, a bank that you have to go to. Don't worry about the big fours. Shun them. Boo. This is the place you must get and get your money from. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. This is the news that doesn't make the news. It should be in the news instead of the other news. Yes, good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? A man who transitioned from a plumber to become a sex star has opened up the world's first porn star university. Oh, right. Andy Lee is known for having a ten and a half inch not, um, it's piece not, of equipment. Not nose. Not a plumbing tool. And I'd go pretty close oh. to that. <laughs> nose. I'm He's on a mission man. to help more people get into the adult film industry. Yeah. The Dublin man wants more people to be more of a wants people to be more of a grower than a shower by offering them an alternative university type course. Not a bad course to get to. He launched it last week. Film in Cambridgeshire. Says a mixed group of two hundred and fifty people. <laughs> I've <laughs> already joined. All my mates, he says, are asking, how do you get into it? What do you do? I'm telling them all the time. It's very tiring. It's very, t- not, not, not the, what he does, but it's very tiring telling one person at a time. So he thought, instead of telling all my mates individually, I'll open a university. Yeah. Well, what are they learning? And uh, he, he's the Dublin, uh, he's a Dublin boxer, I think that lad is, Andy Lee. But mm. Andy Lee at home, the comedian, you know, <laughs> Andy, Andy, he said he's, he wants to debut uh, and might uh, confess he's interested in starting an OnlyFans ex- page. Only fans page is uh, Andy, Andy Lee from Australia. So uh, there you go. Oh, with him? Because he's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, I heard about that yeah. too. Um, I've got something, uh, a couple of things, just two things. Australians have been left shocked, not over that. Uh, in the UK, because the UK version of the popular Cadbury chocolate bar, you know, the Freddo Frog, with many roasting the design of the British bar, because uh, what they did, the popular Freddo Frog from the 80s, they compared it with the 2020 redesign, sees the latter version of the chocolate missing a finger on each hand, which is damn irresponsible, with a thinner frame and bugged out eyes. So uh, that's right. Budget cuts. That where, is, where are we going to save chocolate, guys? <laughs> Lose the finger. Do, do you reckon, no joke, things are getting smaller, aren't they? Things are getting yeah, manufactured yes they are. smaller. Oh, you know what they did? Yeah. The Frosty Fruits made a triangular watermelon wedge, and it looks like a watermelon wedge, which is fine, but if it's a watermelon wedge, it's losing, It's missing the top two corners of the old Frosty yeah, Fruit. they do. They make biscuits smaller, all of these chocolate Paddle pops, tiny. Yeah. Wagon wheels. They used to be like a wheel where you could put on your car. You could roll it down the street. Of course you could. Now, you one bite and it's gone. No. Nah. 
Um, and we're just going to about, you know, also talk about Warney's will. It's been revealed. He had about $20.7 million in his estate, handed down to his kids, which is great, 31% each, to Jackson, Brooke and Summer, they, which is really good. The rest was divided to his brother, Jace, who was given 2% of the will. His niece, Tyler, and nephew, Sebastian, got each got 2.5% each, and Jackson got um, the cars and everything like that. So, you know... Which is really good compared to what we were reading last week, where some of these stars were saying, um, "Jackie Chan, so he's not leaving said the kids nothing anything for you." No, nothing. And you're going on a second. Maybe he's left something. He says nothing, to. but he mm. goes, "Okay, I'll get, I'll set you up for life." But yeah. then you're getting nothing. Like sometimes throughout life, you don't want to leave your kids anything because they're rotten mongrels. Well, yeah, uh, you right. know, irresponsible grubs. But then you have a think about it. And you go, "No, nah, better." Yeah. Or you could just sell your house and everything, and just um, go and enjoy your life. Spend the last of it. In, Liam Diddley squat. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. You went door knocking on the uh, state member for Terrigal's office, Adam Crouch, with this Hello. proposal. Hello, and is Crouch, there? Crouch, he saw you coming, so he hid under the desk. He was away. <laughs> Tell him I'm not here. <laughs> so, so I thought I yeah. would just yeah. invite the Honourable Dr. Jim Chalmers, MP, Treasurer of Australia, to have a listen. And get his opinion on how he thinks this might be able to help. And if he doesn't think so, then why not? Look, because I'm, I think it's a great idea. And a lot of people have agreed, as did you yesterday. I'm going to enhance this by getting on the bass guitar. Okay. Okay. Take it away, mate. Years ago, a mortgage on a home was part of life's passage. Now it's all changed. The young and less and less likely to invest in their home as it becomes an unreachable first step to security. They invest in other options. Currently, 800,000 households have mortgages at or near breaking point as fixed mortgages begin to go variable. The RBA may, with more interest rate rises, break possibly the last generation of homeowners. Raising interest rates is done in order to reduce spending. The majority of these mortgage holders can't spend any less on goods and services contributing to inflation. Rate rises don't seem to slow the spending of those without crippling debt. They're only slowed by current inflating prices at, say, 7% as they are now, this could take some time. It's time to focus on those responsible for continued spending and inflation that is controllable within our economy. The government can raise prices ahead of inflation with a consumption tax, the proceeds of which don't inflate the economy as they go directly to reducing the national debt of $100 billion or something, and that's attributed to the pandemic spending that saved the country's collapse. If consumption tax applicable to all goods and services subject to GST was to increase or decrease proportionate to inflation, independently set annually or biannually, with a base rate of zero next to the existing 10% GST when inflation's at ideal target, couldn't we curve inflationary and deflationary spending through temporary taxing? It avoids tax on items that are GST-free anyway, like primary produce and rent, which helps basic cost of living. Inflation lowers, it encourages spending through reduction of cost of GST-affected goods and services. The cost of the population of reducing inflation through consumption tax would be shared by everybody who spends, immediate and effective. It would contribute directly to national government debt repayments, getting our nation out of massive debt and not adding to the coffers of banks. No longer would a small and reducing percentage of the population with a mortgage be paying excess interest to the banks while those without a mortgage continue to spend. Why punish existing unmanageable debt with no possible outcome but household collapse when you can control present spending with a floating reactive consumption tax? Pressure on property prices, property investors reduces, that reduces the rents immediately. 
Homeowners are more secure in borrowing within their means for a longer term because interest rates are regulated. The greater part of 25 million people will spend less when necessary and have a more rapid effect on the inflation rate. Interest on business debt's more steady, so not separately inflating prices, as is the case with increasing business loan repayments. Target inflation is met with managed wage growth and steady price increases. Interest stays managed, so you're encouraged to borrow, but a deflating consumption tax means that costs are higher when inflation is high, so you get less for your debt. Reducing spending, which is the whole goal of archaic changes to interest rates. We will wait to see if the Honourable Dr Jim Chalmers, MP. I won't speak on it again. (laughs) I promise. Do you reckon he'll call? I hope so. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Well, I was talking to Helen on Tuesday night. What did Helen say? Well, I don't even know how we got onto it, but... She let me know that her dog was on the can of my dog when it first came about. She said my dog was on the can of my dog. I said, you bull. <laughs> her dog. Was the dog. Was the dog. That they on took the a- first my dog can. Yeah. And I think they still use the pictures. My dog was a little dog food, wasn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't give my, my dog, dog to, to a big dog. dog. No, no, it's just my little, should be my little dog. Yeah. But, and I said, how did that work? And she said that they took the dog. <laughs> Her and April went down to Sydney. They took about two, two, three hundred photos. I don't think they got a Zach for it. No. But uh, her her dog. That other dog, Chum. Is that a dog that says that? Chum. Chum. So chompy, you can can guard it. That's a little Scottish terrier, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. But I I forgot even what dog, what uh, Helen's dog was. But her dog was on the, uh, her dog was the dog that was on the first can of my dog. And with years and years. I think it even might even get a uh, a picture every now and again on the my dog can. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a bloody claim to fame. That <laughs> yeah, that's her. That's, that's Helen's dog. Chloe, our producer, has just brought up a can of my dog. And that's and it. Yeah, brilliant. And that is just sensational. And so, what's your claim to fame? Well, I was in a nightclub at Coffs Harbour. You know who was there? RC. Russell Crowe. Oh, right. Yeah, he had the property there. But hang on, that's not really a claim to fame. Yes, is it? it is. That's just meeting someone famous. No, I didn't meet him. He just walked by. <laughs> I didn't say I met him, but, and when we were there at Coffs Harbour, Tom Cruise flew into the airport. Didn't meet him. It was just that Didn't we meet him? On. No, didn't meet him either. Chloe, our producer, what's your claim to fame? My mum went on a cruise with Jimmy Barnes once. There we go. Look at that. It's good. Okay, so who... What famous person did you meet? That's where you no, go. No, no. Rob doesn't get it because he's met too many famous people. No, no. It could have been I could. I was in the Target catalogue. Claim oh, to fame. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a picture with Chris Hemsworth. Tick. Another one. Have you uh, been on the news? Have you been on the news? Yeah. Yeah. Was that coming out of Gosford Court? No. <laughs> <laughs> you may have done backing vocals for the Wiggles. You may have. May have. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. One triple three five three at any stage. For ringing, kilo of sausages for you. I love giving away the sausages. Romper Room. Romper Room. Who was on Romper Room? I was. No, actually, my sister was. I wanted well, to be on Romper Room. Yeah. Was she just in the audience? She, no, she, she was on Romper Room. We, we were desperate to get on Romper Room. We yeah. never did. She got on it. Yeah. I, was there an audition process for Romper Room? Oh, no, Mum just, I don't think, ever put us forward. Well, she did put Melissa forward. She put Melissa forward. But not you and Michael. No, we didn't get there. No. one two three five three. Uh, give us a call. Honestly, claim to fame. Could be, I want to find out if anyone's been in the catalogue. May not have been the Target catalogue. Could have been someone else. Uh, what's that? What's what, that cheap suit catalogue? Lowe's. No, it was another one. <laughs> a friend of mine. Roger David. Roger David. Something like that. <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> I, Roger Davis <laughs> still exists. One triple three five three triple M. I walked into a nightclub in Vegas once. Yeah, walked up there? to the bar, and standing next to me was Scotty Pippen. Who's Scotty? Chicago oh, Bulls. Oh, Bulls. Scotty Pippen played with Michael Jordan. <laughs> second, is he tall? Yes, he's tall. When, do he and Michael Jordan get on? Because I watched, you know, that oh, doc on the last Netflix. dance. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Michael Jordan's. I think for a while there, there was a bit of animosity. Yeah. He was always second string. Pippen was good. Yeah, yeah well, I, I met, uh, well, I didn't meet him. I just walked past him at a nightclub, Russell Crowe and Coffs Harbour. So what's your claim to fame? Look, I want to know, has, have you ever been in a Target catalogue? Even though we don't have Target here on the coast anymore. One, two, three, five, three. We've Kylie. Got Kylie. Wyoming. Hi, boys. This this really upsets my partner, who is the maddest Parramatta Eels fan, apart from Rob Palmer. Yeah. But my dad used to be the boss of Neville Glover, who actually cost us the 1976 grand final. Oh, you didn't have to say that. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have to say that, but you could have said, yeah. So what, what, what year was that? 1976 oh, grand final. Unway. And he bombed the try. Oh, that would have probably okay. won us the game. So, all right. Yeah. All right. You won three soon after that. So. <laughs> right. We've got a kilo yeah. of sausages for you. Thank you, Kylie. Thanks, boys. Well done. We've got Benny from Blue Haven. Oh, this will be special. Claim to fame. What's yours, Benny? Hey, boys. Yeah, so last year went on our annual sponsors trip. Yeah. I'm still kicking myself over this. So I was um, up in Townsville. Um, on the drink with Anthony Minicello, Mitchell Orbison, Boyd Cordner, and Jared Maria Hargraves. All from the Roosters, all Roosters boys. Yeah, so not many people can say that um, Anthony Minicello's shouted them a kebab and shared a taxi back to the hotel. Oh, oh not many. Anthony Minicello. Not many. Mini. So shouted yeah. you a kebab and a cab. Yeah, well, funny thing is, I'm not a kebab fan, so we've gone in there to get something to eat, and he's ordered before me, and I've, I was just going to get hot chips and gravy. <laughs> and, and he goes, what are you doing, Ben? I said, I'm about to order. We're getting something to eat. And he goes, no, I'll order for you. Relax, relax. I said, well, what did you get me? He goes, same as me, a kebab. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> did you eat it? You ate it to be polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had to pick the tomato off, but I ate it. <laughs> okay. A kebab and a cab with Anthony Minicello. Benny from Blue Haven, you've got a kilo of sausages. We've got Deb from your minor. Deb. Claim to fame. Hi, guys. It wasn't me. It was Taylor. She appeared in the High Five video clip for the song Special Days. Oh, you're doing it, Taylor. High Five video clip. Oh, that's just... High Five to that. I be there. Oh, it just keeps getting better. (laughs) (laughs) Kilo sausages for Deb. We better take Mark from Watanabe. G'day, Mark. Mark. G'day, guys. Long time no here. Oh, Pommy Mark. G'day, mate. How are you? Here we go. Mate, we're going to smash you in the ashes this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because we've got a king now. We've got a king. Oh, we're uh, uh, <laughs> mate, claim the fame. What was yours? Mate, it, going back to the early 90s, so me and uh, the girlfriend at the time were just wandering down Parramatta Road, having a bit of a hitchhike, and uh, an old yellow Volvo pulled up and picked us up. Uh, the driver was Peter Garrett. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, mate. We're only going to Strathfield, but we said, mate, where are you going? He said, Central. He was off to visit his wife or something. And so we drove all the way to Central with him. <laughs> you joke. I was taking all the way to the final stop just to elongate the ride. I would Mate, you know what he wrote? You know, I got a signature off him. You want to know what he wrote on it? Yeah. 
Mark, keep off it. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> keep off it. Were you on the drink? Uh, you should have done car- Mate, I was on it. Were you? You should have done car- carpool karaoke with him. Go to head injuries, mate. Go to head injuries. All right, Mark from Wananobi, well done. Kilo of sausages for you as well, mate. Thanks for the call. Legends, guys. Thank you. What you got? We were just talking about near misses from um, Brussels with Fame. Yeah. 0482081077 is the text line. Yeah. Claim to fame. My two daughters, this is Steve from Long Jetty. Yeah. Two daughters met Ed Sheeran down the entrance restaurant about six years ago as he walked in off the street. Oh, I remember. I remember that in, in the story in the paper. They put it on um, yeah. on socials. He's got the photo to prove it. Yeah. Oh, good on you, oh. Steve. Thanks for that, mate. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. But we have to look at the bands. You know what? Out of these interest rate rises. Understandable response. They're the only ones who are the winners. But the Commonwealth Bank, which is the most profitable financial institution in the nation, Mm -hmm. what it's doing, unbelievable, this is what it's done. New analysis has showed that CBA, on an average, increased rates for loans in full 10 days after announcements by the Reserve Bank of Australia. 10 days. Some banks did it after one day. Well, they did. I think, and NAB did it. I think ANZ did it as well. Quick, hop on it. Yeah, get on it. But they haven't put, you know, if you've got sort of cash in the bank, you know, and they give you those minimal amounts, oh. you've got cash in the bank, they yeah. take a bit of while. They take a while. Take a while. How long do they take oh, they, to be, pass on the interest rates yeah. to the savers? Yeah. However, um, when the rates were falling in 2019, 2020, Combank took 20 days to transmat, transmit reductions. That's... <laughs> And even then, there only should be passed, a law against that. But they then, even then, only passed on less than two thirds of the official cuts, <laughs> and they made ten billion. Why are they their ten own, billion? They make up their own rules, and no one can do boo about it. They're not answerable to anyone, are they? It's disgraceful. But there is one bank, which a lot of people have been going to for a fair while, and it's probably the best bank ever. Best bank. With zero interest rates. Zero interest. At the Bank of Mum and Dad, you'll love the new range of financial services that are on offer. You'll also love the no-fees arrangement, 24-hour access to money and immediate approval of loans. At the Bank of Mum and Dad, there's no need for ATMs as money will be automatically transferred. Who needs to line up? Not at the Bank of Mum and Dad. Cash can easily be dispensed from Dad's top drawer within seconds. So if you need those extra dollars to go out and party, to buy another jet ski, go see friends in Melbourne, or maybe just to purchase your eighth phone, go to where most kids go, the bank of mum and dad. You rotten bloodsuckers! Sorry, outside voice. Lending money to you brats from the moment you could talk. and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Gee, I tell you, Helen, didn't she start something this morning? <laughs> it's really... Because I was talking to Helen on Tuesday night and she was just letting me know that her dog, little dog many years ago, was the first dog on the My Dog Can. I took the dog's picture. Extraordinary. Unbelievable. I said, that's a claim to fame. And she dines out on it still. She said, no, well, I asked her. <laughs> you <And> then, didn't. <laughs> you didn't. And I just wanted, had anyone been in a target catalog? Some people can direct a conversation. Yeah. To whatever they need it to go to, yeah. and she's just a master of getting it to my dog. 
<laughs> so it, it's gone on. We've got another yeah. text yeah. on the text line oh four eight two oh eight one oh double seven. Hi Paddy and Rob, this is from Maddie from Long Jetty. Hi Paddy Rob, came here to Sydney from LA in nineteen eighty nine at the back of a seven four seven next to Bob Spencer, lead guitarist from the Angels at the time. He was ex-Skyhooks guitarist. He was a vegetarian and didn't drink, unlike me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but a great guy and signed my Qantas menu card, <laughs> Matty from Forest. Thank you, Matty. And still drinking to this day. Oh, that's Quite right. Quite happily. <laughs> he said. hasn't given up. This man who doesn't touch a drop, but geez, he's had a claim to fame. It's Justin Hill, hey. host of the streaming service on Lister. G'day, Just. Just that. Oh, morning, guys. I want to welcome you to the weekly meeting of the Pamela Anderson fan club. Oh. Well, this will be good. I like the sound of that. Have you met her? Have you met her? I haven't, but she is on my list of people to meet because what a fascinating woman she is. And we are getting a very much an inside look into her life with this new Netflix documentary that's out, Pamela, A Love Story. Rob, I think you may have watched it already. Yes, yes, I did watch it because, you know, I'm a big fan of Pam's. Yeah, just have a listen. Is it last night at all? If anybody's watching this, go to hell. I blocked that stolen tape out of my life in order to survive. And now that it's all coming up again, I feel sick. Yeah. I felt my heart bled for her watching that. Oh, look, I tell you what, do you know how this one came about? was actually that when she got wind of that uh, Pam and Tommy series that was on Disney+, Plus. you know, the one where it like it was it was a story basically about her life and they never even consulted her about the story. And so um, this documentary was kind of like born from that because she wanted to tell her own story, but it was actually co-produced by one of her sons. And he was like, this is my mum. You know, they're talking about her story without even asking her about it. And so he... He oversaw the whole project and now we've just got all of this like um, footage and stuff from her life that we'd never seen before. She's telling stories about, you know, when she was dating Kelly Slater and then she went on, ran off and got married to Tommy and then had to come back and tell Kelly, I'm sorry, we're not dating anymore because I got married in Mexico to Tommy Lee. (laughs) After a couple of hours. (laughs) But in saying that, though, I mean, she just, she's shown the world, you know, who she really is and and how she was taken advantage of. Like you say, it it broke my heart watching it too because she's, you know, um, she's doing all right now, but I think we were talking once before about um, her money that she gets from Baywatch. 4,000, wasn't it? 4,000 a year. 4,000 a year in residuals, which is terrible. Which is nothing. some really good news that I can share with you, and Rob, you'll love this, is that she has a new cooking show coming out on TV, oh. and she also has a home reno show, which is where they filmed a lot of this documentary, oh. where she does up this property that she's owned for like 20 years. So she might need a build up. back, she's, you know, she's got projects and it's all happening. Actually, I watched that reno show. Uh- <laughs> Pamela's oh, Garden of Eden, yeah. Not wasn't too bad. <laughs> I just happened to flick on it one day, uh, and that's how I happened to be watching it. Hey, mate, what's happened? Is there another remake as well with a movie that yeah. we watched in the 90s? Yes. So, um, you, you know, remember, um, I know what you did last summer, like huge movie from the 90s. It's ma- absolutely massive. Well, because we've now seen remakes of Scream and they've been so popular, apparently uh, some of the original stars, so Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, has signed on to do a remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Now, if you haven't seen any of the other sequels, this will actually be the fourth movie that they've made about this. The other one's just 
just kind of went to DVD. But uh, this will be more along the lines of the original story. Jennifer Love Hewitt has signed on to it as well. And they're hoping that what they can do is they can reboot this and then uh, pass the torch on to a new cast exactly like they've done with Scream. Jennifer Love Hewitt will be getting on now. Be, they're doing it in a nursing home, filming it. <laughs> 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 Justin Hill, host of the streaming service on Listener LISTNR. Thanks for joining us. We'll speak to you next Thursday, Just. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Bye, mate. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. You know, Morris Goolagong. Oh, how long's Morris been? Oh, he's been calling us for the last four years here, hasn't he? That's right. Bloody legend he is. AFL legend. Yep. Uh, he's with Terrigal Evoca Panthers. Kicked a thousand goals for them. Thousand. Proud supporters of Central Coast Kids in Need, and they welcome you to the Hilton Moore Oval. Now, it's happening Feb 19, so next weekend at their AFL clinic for youth with the UTS Bats. And their coach is Kevin Dyson, former Swannies, and he joins us this morning. Go, Kev. Hey, Kev. How are you, boys? Yeah, good, mate. Going all right? Mate, I'm going fantastic. I really appreciate the opportunity to have a chat to you both and uh, promote this clinic on the Sunday the 19th. It's really important to us and uh, a brilliant, brilliant activity, a great local community charity. So we're uh, thrilled to be involved. Very much so, mate. Getting kids into sport. What can kids expect down there on the day? Lots of fun. Uh, plenty of games. Um, we're going to have the big kick. So the AFL are getting right behind this as well. Mitch Eade, which is sensational. They're going to bring down something called the big kick. It's think of a massive blow up castle, but it's AFL themed and the kids go nuts. It's huge. So uh, <laughs> that's going to be down there. There's going to be, uh, you know, obviously lots of snags and a few, few uh, just sugary drinks running around the place, a few lollies. So, you know, we'll probably get some p- face painting done, but more importantly, it's get the kids uh, introduced to AFL with a couple of games, nothing silly. So all the parents and all the kids can have a lot of fun and learn about AFL. And that's a good thing, Kev. It's from five plus. Get the kids in. It doesn't matter what sport, as long as they do something. Exactly. You know, like, so I was fortunate. I grew up in Melbourne and, uh, you know, I played sport my whole life. And, you know, I'm a little bit uh, raggedy around the edges these days, but I still love to get out, stay healthy, stay fit. And you learn all those habits when you're very, very young. Yeah, for sure. Does um, groups like Auskick still get around schools on the Central Coast? They do. I mean, AFL's uh, very, very organised. You probably know that from up on the coast and all around the country. Uh, yeah, so they're definitely getting out to the schools. Um, a lot of the private schools are now uh, obviously have teams that are playing here in Sydney. Sydney in particular is growing enormously. Um, and the other thing that's really changed, shifted everything is women in, in AFL. So uh, it's really come to the fore. It's mainstream now in terms of the AFL. Um, you know, it's building every year. It's getting better and better, and the participation has just gone through the roof. So, yeah, it's absolutely everywhere, boys. Yeah, it's the AFL Youth Footy Clinic. It's on Sunday, Feb 19, next Sunday from – or not this Sunday, Sunday after, 10 in the morning till 11.30, Hilton Moore Oval, Wattle Street at East Gosford. And the thing is it's 10 bucks per kid from 5+. plus. But And the money's raised goes to Central Coast Kids in Need, which is a fabulous charity, um, Kev. Unbelievable charity yeah. here on the Central Coast. Uh, look, the, the two girls, you know, look, my background is, you know, I was involved, played with Melbourne and, and there was a bloke there called Jim Stein, who was a bit of a legend um, in the AFL. And uh, he started a charity many years ago called Reach Foundation. And that really set me on a path with AFL to say, how can I go out to the community? One of our core values at the Bats is to give back. 
you know, wherever we go, we give back. And that was what we tried to do here was, yeah, okay, let's do some research. And, and I found Lorraine and Rhonda. And Rhonda tells me, Patty, that uh, your girl, he's, yeah. uh, she's your girlfriend. Yeah, they're, an yeah. well, well, they're an item. We, we had an issue over Christmas, Kev. You didn't have to bring it up. Uh, we've, had, <laughs> we've had an issue because I broke up with Lorraine. I said, well, bugger you, Lorraine. I'm going with Rhonda. So I'm oh. now... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't just chop and change like that, can you, Kev? Well, mate, mate, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I've fallen in love with both of them as well, so I totally... Oh, then you oh, and I are fighting on. now. Hey, hang on. I'll get you two some jousting sticks. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you, you've got some competition, buddy, let me tell you. But they, are, so, they they got an award too. The girls got an award over Christmas. Yeah, they've, they've got like a swag of things that have been yeah. happening to them. But, but when I did the research, you know, I looked at them and, and what they were doing, you know, all the love and care and support and where it's needed, the financial support, you know, the meals, just to help these yeah. families that are in crisis. And, yeah. you know, we had the same situation when I was coaching a young fellow got uh, leukaemia when he was 13, diagnosed with leukaemia, and, and we went through it with the family. And it, the community, the football community got around them. So that's, this is why I connected so deeply with, what these girls are doing. And I will just give a shout out, if I can, to the Terry Gullivoka Panthers. So uh, Colin Baker and Chris Bishop, the two guys there, they've given up their ground um, so that we can hold this clinic. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't the support of the, of the coast. And so we're really, really happy to be here um, on that 19th. We really want as many kids as we can. I think we've got about 20 to 30 signed up already, boys. And you know, the goal for me personally, I want to get 100 kids there. And uh, we've got plenty of our senior players, both from the Bats women's and uh, the men's. And then there's the Terrigal Panthers players as well, as well as AFL staff. So we've got plenty of room to, to get enormous numbers down there and make it a fantastic day and drive as much money as we can uh, to support the local charity. Kev, where, where can people register? Yeah, so if you go to cckin.com, dot au forward slash afl and what that means basically is that the donation goes directly to the charity so it's not handled from anybody intermediately it just goes straight into their donation box and that's what we want to Kev. Geez, well said, mate. If yeah, I was Rhonda, yeah. I'd be picking you over, Patty, in oh, a no, heartbeat. No, no. Well, heartbeat. Hang on, hang on. I'm, Kevin, <laughs> I've just got a text from Adam Crouch, our state member for Terrigal. He goes, hang on, Loz. Uh, hang on. Um, <laughs> hang on, Kev. Loz and Rhonda are my girlfriends. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, now, now Crouch, Crouchy's been in my sights as well. And, uh, what a triangle. You know, <laughs> no, it's a square. <laughs> Actually, no, it's more than a, it, it's it's a pentagon. <laughs> the rhombus. <laughs> There's oh Kevin, me, God. and Crouchy and Rhonda. And, oh, where's this ending up? Yeah. All right. No, so, the A- well, mate, we might even speak to you next week. Give it more of a plug. The yeah. AFL Youth Clinic. Mums and Dad, get your kids involved. That is Sunday, Feb 19, Hilton Moor Oval. Starts at 10 a.m. Register. Go to Central Coast Kids in Need. You'll find the link. Thanks for joining us this morning, Kev. Uh, absolute pleasure, boys. I really appreciate your support. No worries, Kev. The polygon of love. <laughs> Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.